Hey, it's Melissa Rivers, and welcome to Group Text. Stay tuned for a new episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Group Text. It is really hard for me to believe that uh, this past Saturday was the seventh anniversary of my mom's passing. Um, I, you know, people who have lost someone meaningful to them, sometimes it seems like it's been forever and sometimes it feels like it was just yesterday. Uh, so, you know, I, I always feel like I should do something and last year I didn't. So this year I, I reached out to some people just to have fun and talk a little bit, Joan, because boy, oh boy, do we need her right now. Some of her favorite people are joining me, Betsy Brandt, Derek Waters, Adam Pally, and the one and only Bob Saget, who I love. I love and adore all of you. So I'm just going to sort of throw it right out. Um, I am so touched that you guys all are taking the time to share some of memories about my mom. Because um, we could use her voice now. Um, I'm going to start with you, Betsy, because you're the other girl in the room. What's your first memory of my mom? Oh, my God. Um well, I made a, a, a blowjob joke on Fashion Police, and um, I like to think it was subtle. I like to think it was a subtle joke. It didn't really make the best sense, but your mom cracked up because uh, she's classy, too. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, I'm done for the week. I'm done for the year. <laughs> like, I just made Joan Rivers laugh. And I remember she came into my dressing room. And then when she left, I just started crying. And my publicist said, what is wrong with you? And I was like, she's, I've looked up to her since I was a little kid when I thought her joke, like she was so hilarious. And I love my mother. My mother's a really wonderful woman, but she has no sense of humor. <laughs> and and Joan is so funny and like, it, it made it like, was such a role model in me to say inappropriate things and still be a girl. Well, that is is touching. It explains a lot. And it also explains why you and I get along. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And she always said all the, you know, like, really, I, I refer refer to her still. And, like, she was the Jewish mother of Hollywood. She said all the things that you you want your mom to say. Oh, yeah. Like, she was so, like, oh, my God. She made me laugh. She made me cry. It was great. I, I, I have the best memories of her. Derek, I remember, and I think it was pretty much the first time any of us met, you actually came to my house to do an episode of In Bed with Joan. Yes. Uh, it felt like uh, the best Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, <laughs> moment of my life. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I love your mom. I always love her. I loved her before uh, I met her, uh, but during just, uh, it's, uh, you know, meeting Santa Claus. I would say getting into bed with her the very first time yes, you meet her is yeah, a little overwhelming. Her, getting bed. I remember, um, I don't think this was in the episode, but I, I the thing that always I'll never, ever forget is she's like, so who, where'd you get your sense of humor from? And I was like being sentimental. I was like, oh, my grandfather, you know, he was real dark, but he, but he was real nice. You know, he had a dog named Gypsy and he would always say, when Gypsy dies, it's going to be a two onion funeral. And I go, what does that mean? You know, it means it's going to take two onions to make me cry. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Joan so sweetly 
She goes, and what was your grandfather's name? And I said, Bill Shores. And she goes, yeah, I fucked him. <laughs> right. It was awesome. It was just awesome. I just, it was the best. Oh, and you know that yeah. she was always dying to do drunk history. And I, I really wanted her to do, she, you know, she wanted to do a fashion one on, you know, uh, Jackie's outfit covered in blood. Um, and I, <laughs> Jackie out. And uh, yeah, we didn't get to do that, which, um, you know. Well, the biggest problem would have been she would have two glasses of wine and be hammered. And at two and a half, she would literally go face down. I used to remember she would fall asleep at tables. No. And like, like I'm sorry, she's nodding out again. <laughs> yeah. Adam, I know that you had some sort of an encounter with my mom and your dad and my mom accosted your dad in an airport or something. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I wouldn't say accosted. Uh, well, I, I, I met your mom when I was, um, uh, five years old at, um, Kutcher's. Wow. Where she, where she was performing and my parents were, were performing in the piano room. And so we went, like after the show it was like a big deal because my parents were like the lounge acts. And then it was like, we're going to meet Joan. And we met Joan. It was like this, you know, crazy big deal with like pictures of me and my sister and everybody is like, you know, she's so sweet and nice and like playing with my hair. And so then uh, when we met a couple years later, after I had um, motorboated her on Fashion Police, as I, request. I, I was going to bring that up with, with the rest of the panel doesn't remember or know or even probably care about Adam motorboated my mother on fashion police. And that's putting your face in between someone's breast mm. and doing this. Yes. They used to call like it Bronski. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I will say, I will say Melissa, she had the breasts of a much younger woman. You know, mm. she did. They, she, they, they were some, some, some breasts. I think they actually were breasts of another younger. Yeah, they, yes. they were. They were pickled. <laughs> were put into her. Yeah. But uh, uh, and so it was just like life was like just totally full circle when we did in bed with Joan. My dad was out to visit me, and they talked and remembered each other. And my dad, um, similar to Bob, different than Derek, is a very handsome man, <laughs> and he he. Uh, so then they, they would run into each other at the airport at LAX quite a bit. And every time they, they ran into each other, Joan would um, hit on him. Oh. Yeah. In, in a loving way. Yeah. Like, tell me, like, let's act that out. Like, yeah. tell me, like, I'll be your dad. You be Joan. Go. <laughs> this is odd for me. Real weird I, for me. But I, I have therapy me. tomorrow, so I'm good. Yeah, me too, Melissa. It's not odd at all for me. I I'm, think it I'm was into along it. the lines of, like, my dad told me one time, she said to him, you know, you you and your son have big heads. Good for showbiz. <laughs> Go for, good for showbiz and other things. <laughs> oh. okay. Bob, what was what is the first time you were aware when you were but a little person? Well, of my mom. First thing, I didn't know your mom passed, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate oh, wow. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, so why get, have you been sending me flowers all these years? Because I'm so sorry. What you don't and know. Food. <laughs> what we have in common is well, all of us probably have in common is tragedy uh, can breed comedy. 
and tragedy can breed really inappropriate comedy to some people. Others, it's a relief. But I have to tell you something. Uh, the truth is, I, I, I'm, a, I'm your dad. Oh, <laughs> I always thought it was. She always said it was Morgan Freeman. No, oh well, it could be. No, maybe he was mm. there too. It could, could be a mixture of DNA. It could but have I'm been just a throuple. That it could have been a throuple. Like it, I. I'm. This is the story of how I banged your mother. I'd like to hear this. <laughs> oh, wow. you, and, you, and from, you and Gilbert. You and Gilbert. Voices now. Yeah, right. You, you and Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried. Oh my God, that's the voice you don't want to inherit. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, first thing, well, I'm. I love him. You know, he's. Uh, he's as powerful. Or the or the career. Well, he's gotten me in trouble, little bastard. But I <laughs> I love him. But he's gotten us all in trouble. Melissa, uh, the truth of it is I I met Joan when I was really uh, in my 20s, early 20s, and I'd become friends with Rodney and I'd become friends with a bunch of people that I looked up to. And the moment Joan met me, she had seen me like on the Merv Griffin show or something. And she's I just love you. I'm doing a really good impression of her. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Really good. I think I just said Harvey Firestein. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but by the just... way, not that far off in voice. <laughs> And similar on uh, preferences in yeah, bed. Um, yeah, very much so. But she just, I just felt like it, she was my aunt. I just felt like, and I, when I see you, it's like we're cousins. I mean, it's this thing about uh, not just DNA. Are you just that. trying to get in the will? Are you hoping <laughs> no, no, that I don't eventually have... it comes to you? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I use reverse psychology and say I don't want to be in anybody's will. And I'm in like six right now by saying that. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah. But you've got close. all that full house money, so it doesn't. That's what matter. they say. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I just loved her, and I know. I mean, it took me ten years to get a job, and then ten years to say I'm. I love that job, and then ten years to say I'm not that guy, and then she came up the hard way, and that's yeah. something I respected from the beginning because I did too. Seventeen, I started at seventeen. I started doing comedy, so I got a job with Richard Pryor when I was twenty six, and then. Uh, got fired from another job and then I'm 30 and then I'm on TV in shows, but it's, it, it's, she, I worked for 17 years or whatever. I don't know. It was 42 years to get <laughs> 42 years to get to 30, but she was such an influence immediately upon meeting her of, I knew her history already. And, and yeah. when I met her, I was already a comedian. I didn't know I'd be one. But from her Ed Sullivan appearances, I'd watched her from the beginning of it all to her guest hosting for Johnny to that whole thing. I know, you know, I know everything. We, she and I talked about it, the, yeah. all, all the drama, the Fox show, everything. And then, you know, choices that she made to keep herself relevant, to keep and how she did it. And um, I really looked up to her. And I think a lot of people do. And she paved the way for a lot of people to be able to be um funny and get the joke out. It's got to be the best joke. And she just didn't care. When I was in bed with Joan, it was, uh, I noticed that there was a piece of wood as the mattress. It was, it was <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't break when she had larger guests, <laughs> but she, um, you know, it was an affection festival. Cause I, can't, I'm not a blue comedian. I do what I find funny. That's what people go. Oh, he's dirty. Well, it's, I played a part of a clean uh, freak. I am one, but she just got me right away, and so there was instant love. And then when I met you, 
it was the same. I was like, well, you already knew that I had a, a thing with your mom, not a thing. Yeah. Well, I um, knew that there, there was something, you know, it was always a little uncomfortable in the room. <laughs> there was this always this kind of weird vibe that I never could quite put my finger on, but it's nice now that I can, can I call you daddy? Yeah, sure. I mean, you could do that. <laughs> everyone else I've ever, ever yeah. dated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your wife would be thrilled. No, but um, she, she, she calls me that, but, um, <laughs> God, I'm in trouble. I get canceled. See, that's the thing that's you so interesting. Hair. Oh, you, you no, pull your no, hair. I don't pull hair. I, I oh, listen. Okay, I know. Yeah, uh, no. yeah I'm sorry. I, Nobody yeah. touches the the extensions. When we <laughs> do this, they're when, expensive. When we do this live, we can all pull each other's hair when we're together okay. again. When it's what, safe. What does everyone think she she meant to comedy, not just to women? You know, right now, or we're in a phase, sort of this second wave, where she her her rhythm was joke, 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 while telling a story. And right now, which is a little more similar to how you are, Bob, you're kind of in the middle of where people tell stories, then have the payoff, and not so much joke, joke, joke on the way up. Yeah, I, I do both now. I mean, I'm yeah. different now. Well, and you sing, which is like a whole. Oh, you're other sweet. Thing. Well, I'm a, I'm a cantor. Well, it's good to know. On the High Holy Days, you're, we'll, we'll book you for the High Holy Days. Busy weekend. Busy it weekend. is. Very much. Well, I, think, I, th- I think speaking, like, uh, uh, j- just to bring Jews into it for a second. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but somebody say Haman. to someone. <laughs> oh, I, I lost. Did I go away? No, we can still no, hear you. No, we can hear you. Derek no. just yeah, I don't know how you. that happened. Uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody say the word. How many Jewish people are on this right now? Three. Okay, that's not enough to do this. No, come I'll on, please, please. Okay, somebody, somebody say the word Haman. Haman. <laughs> this is called a grogger. That is a fringe Jewish holiday. You are really what like, Jewish holiday is it? it? Well, like Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. Those are the big, the big boys. Well, oh, yeah. This is Purim. This is Purim. Purim is a fringe. That's like you got to be in there. You know? Yeah, I'm mean? not. I just have it. Someone sent it to me because I do benefits for anybody. Well, yeah, we're all, which is nice because I, I grew up being a cheap date as well. And um, just to play uh, fair, Betsy, do you mind saying Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why do you have a slide? This, I love the fact that Derek Times just had that tough. on his desk. Times are tough. You know, so, you can't cry if you hear a slide whistle. No, no, I, it no. actually gives me an erection. Or the same, it's the sound of an erection. That's correct. And going, you, down, if, going down. And then there's the zip whiz, which is. Right. Yeah. I don't have one handy, but it exists. I don't have any of they. They take all my my toys off my desk because I make too much noise. I guess the question is, she had a career that spanned 50 years. What is it that kept her relevant? Well, I think. um uh, similar to what I was saying before, there, there is, I mean, look at the amount of TV shows like based loosely based on her life, right? Like there's, there is something about Joan that is like survived as a survivor where it's like, I don't, you put me anywhere in the world and I can make money off of making people laugh and I won't. And that's what I do. And it's like, it's, it's always nice when you find, when you see someone who has like a singular purpose and they're fulfilling it. You know, they're like, this is what I do. And I do it the best and better than anyone, even if politics tell me I can't or, you know, the world tells me I can't. It's like they don't know. They don't know. They're wrong. 
And Joan was right throughout every, I mean, that's a woman who got kicked out of Second City for being too funny. Yeah. You know, like, they were, like, legit, like, these, like, dinosaur men of comedy who, like, have written books that all the greats have read were scared of Joan Rivers. <laughs> and, like, to me, that is, like, of course, because she didn't, they would say how to do it, and she's like, no. And she was right, and they were wrong, and that kept happening throughout every step. And now it's like we 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 were we were able to uh, look at her as a great back then, but now she's such a great that we're like taking different parts of her life and making them into limited series. Yeah, and I don't own any of them. Um, I don't own. I know you don't get a piece of any of them. I don't get a piece of shit, Betsy. How hard is it? I can send um, you a piece of shit. Thank you. Yeah, my birthday's in January. Oh, you're getting a FedEx. Oh, I'm so, you know, it's going to give me something to look forward to over the weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Betsy, how hard is it being a funny woman in Hollywood? Um, Because you're funny and you're beautiful, which is very hard and make, can make you extremely intimidating to people. Right. Especially as an actress. Because um, you have to be smart to be funny. Yeah, I, I, you know, I do a lot of drama too. So when I, like the, I came to comedy late and it was, you know, like just sitcoms and stuff like that. I, um, it was a whole new world of people for me. And I, I, I this is going to sound crazy naive. I really was kind of unaware of the darkness that <laughs> lived in that. And, but I, you know, I remember being a kid and your mom was doing some interview. I mean, I was young and she was talking about Catherine Hepburn. Oh, and she said, I know the oh, joke. I <laughs> threw away. I had no idea she had Parkinson's. I threw away three perfectly good television sets. And I thought that was hilarious. And my my mother, my Catholic mother said, that's not funny. Right. And I was like, Mike is pretty funny. It's pretty right. She wouldn't be on the show if she wasn't funny. It's funny. I kept thinking there was something wrong with the TVs. But, but it, it's the, and I've, I've heard, I remember her saying this in um, a, a, a podcast she did where, like, if you can laugh about it, it's okay. Right. Like, if you, and that's where I feel like we, would need we really really could use her now and 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 it's so when the way she she kept herself relevant in trying new things i i always feel like in just being a woman especially in this business but pretty much any business or just a person in this business you want to be the right amount of scared and she always did that yeah you always, even though she was so good, she was the best. She could have just coasted and mm -hmm. done what she knows she does. But, she, you know, like the plays that like she was, she always pushed in, in the best of ways. And I, um, I learned so much just from watching her and then even more knowing her and the, and also like the way she balances who she is and then in life. And I think the fact that she is, you know, she was such a sweet and good person kind of gives you the license to make some jokes at people's expense at their yeah. Parkinson's and bullshit like that. Well, my, <laughs> you know? my, my favorite joke, one of my favorites that I always remember was uh, on Fashion Police. And again, don't cancel me because of this. I'm just repeating a joke, which was, that dress is so ugly, it looks like it would be good at math. <laughs> 
Nah. <laughs> but you can't get canceled with that. Oh, you can get canceled for anything nowadays. <laughs> One thing I wish she was alive for would just be for Elon Musk's. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff Bezos. I got confused with their rockets. With Jeff Bezos's rocket. I mean, that would be mm-hmm. 10 solid Today. minutes. Yeah. Oh, That's that would 10 be minutes. easy. Yeah. Easy. Well, Melissa, can I ask you a question? Sure. How do you feel she would have... Uh, and like, I, 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 I have not many opinions on cancel culture to begin with because I don't really... It's not... It's a, I'm, I'm, I'm under a 50-year-old white man, so it doesn't really pertain to me. But <laughs> Where is he? Uh, uh, You're canceled whether you want to be or not. Well, I, I, but, but, but <laughs> my, people my age have already dealt with it. My news yeah. are all over. Like, everyone's yeah. got them. Um, how do you think she would have dealt with this stuff? Because, like, no doubt, in, in, in people would have come from Joan, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure people are coming. Are people coming for Joan via you? Like, no. Material? And it was actually something I wanted to ask Derek about, especially really coming from a producing writing hope point of view. And Bob, with you too, because you're back out on the road. Is you know, I like to think that she would have been grandfathered in like Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And Bob, you and I talked about this a while ago. <laughs> you thought that the transition to more, um, not lighthearted humor, but less aggressive humor, you felt like you could pivot with that. Derek, I mean, I'm just going back to like drunk history and the edgier stuff that you've written and done and performed in. Um how hard is it now? I like to think she would have been grandfathered well, in, but I, I still think people are gonna would come after her. I don't know who wouldn't like Joan Rivers. Um, and the and the thing just to hit on that question and with some of the other stuff we've been talking about is that I remember her always saying, you know, if you don't laugh about it, you'll cry. So yeah. it's better. Mm-hmm. And that nobody she made yep. fun of everyone and you know, whatever. And herself. Year, like, and herself, and plenty and, of making fun of herself. And isn't that why we do comedy? So we can make fun of ourselves and everyone that no one's excluded. No one's better than anyone else. We all have weird things about us. And Joan showed no favorites. And uh, yeah. that's something that I can't remember what uh, had just happened when we met, but she got in trouble for making a joke and it took her off of a cruise. And I commended her. Because she's because I said, you know, you didn't apologize. Now, remember, yeah. I know what year we're in and I know what that means. But she stayed true to that of like, look, I made that joke. I can't go back and erase that joke. And I think yeah. that's something like it's owning up to what you did. You know, it's apologizing doesn't make the joke go away. And I, I will never forget the passion that she spoke of and 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 reign true to that to herself of like a comedian should never apologize for their joke we're talking about jokes here yeah I, and mm-hmm. I, she she firmly believed you don't apologize well i've been living with this a lot lately and because there's stuff that they've been rerunning you know whether it be my roast whether it be the aristocrats things that i go wow would i do that now of course not would they get made that way now no of course not would those jokes be told? No. Do you feel bad? I feel bad if that 14 year olds are seeing them now. It's meant for 11 o'clock at night for yeah. 15 years ago. She took no prisoners. And but what's what's askew is the people that are attacking 
and and are really out to get people that have said things in the past, they don't understand how to make fun of themselves. No one is self-effacing. No one does the joke about themselves. And Rodney used to say this, and your mom used to say this, as you make fun of yourself, then you can make fun of them because it's no holes barred. Everybody's fair game. And, you know, and that's what's missing. The people that are attacking that get into their herds of hatred, they don't know what making fun of themselves means. They just want to attack with pitchforks, you know, and catch the beast at night. But your mom, when I was, <laughs> when I was on in bed with Joan, she went off on Whitney Houston in the bathtub. <laughs> and I'm like, Joan, th- this is your show, Joan. And she's, Oh, come on. That's one of my favorite Joan material because I, I she, she told me some of that stuff too. And I believe it's like, if it was me in that bathtub, I would have survived because my vagina would have soaked up all the water. Sucked up, yeah, it was it was part of a <laughs> vagina routine, yeah. <laughs> right. which was nice that that Howard Stern quoted one of her vagina jokes at yeah. her funeral. So that was awesome. The poor <laughs> temple, by the way, seven years later, I still have to, I still I don't even I never lived in New York. I was you know, my mom lived there and I still buy tickets every year at the temple because I feel so guilty about what went on during the memorial. (laughs) Like, I feel like for the rest of my life, I'm going to be donating to Temple Emmanuel in New York just because I'm like, I I just like, I am sorry. I am sorry. Do you you write that in the memo of the check? So sorry about the bad jokes at my mother's funeral. Howard led the eulogy with Joan Rivers had a very dried vagina. That was his first line. But the truth is okay, right? Yeah, and she used her joke was she used to use one as a, her body was falling so fast she would use one as a stopper in the bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to have jokes like that, and I, I don't do them now. Because you're not okay. That makes me sad, Bob. I've had that recently from Happy Endings, uh, oddly, because I played a gay character in Happy Endings. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. Like, it was the last thought on my mind. It was even the last thought in the way the character was written and portrayed. And now, like 10 years later, people have started to come back and be like, you know, this is an egregious mistake that we had a, a you know and it's like i often think about joan telling me not to apologize and be like yeah. look that that was the character at the time that was the, the joke at the time you know like if it was now would they cast me no would i make those jokes i, I like to think no but like that is at the time and so i can't say i'm sorry for that character because i'm proud of that character mm-hmm. <laughs> And so it's a, it's a really kind of like weird thing where Joan was like, don't apologize. It's all funny. You know, you're not hurting anybody. But it's speaking, speaking to her relevance, I think that she would be changed now. I think if she was doing it, because I saw one of her last gigs when she was with Don Rickles out in the desert somewhere. Do you remember that gig? I, I drove out there to you, see her. her you have to Don. understand that people would say do you, to either of us, or uh, but that's when we were working so much together, do you want to do something? And we would say how much and then tell us what it was because that made you decide <laughs> right. knowing many- the number in advance made a big difference on your reaction. And that's mm-hmm. smart. But I mean, if you're 
want to make money, which she figured out how to do. And they were trying to, you know, she's been through so she went through so many ups and downs, so many. But I mean, I saw her go up before Don Rickles and someone in the audience said something mean to her and it stopped her. And she looked at the person and it was a different Joan. It was the one that I know you would see, Melissa. And she would go, why did you say that? Why would you say that? And she didn't share with the audience, a couple thousand people, what the person had said. But I think she would get more serious and then be able to go back into her litany of of jokes and stories and saying what you're not supposed to say, because that's what lets the air out of of the the horror of our lives. That's what those jokes were meant for. The irreverence was meant to let the air out of the pressure cooker so we don't die. I mean, I she and I connected because I'd lost two sisters. I lost my parents, you know. Um, I found them all. I buried them in the yard. I was yard. about to say, where'd you leave them? Yeah. yeah, where'd you leave them? Yeah, we connected with me losing my mom and then even more when I admitted to pushing in front of that pot. But I... <laughs> I, I agree, Bob. I think, like, um, that's one of the things that I think would have been interesting to see with Joan now is is that just from, like, those conversations with her where, where you're not on camera and you're hearing advice and stories, I feel like she would have had a really interesting third act here with being kind of an arbiter to a lot of people who don't like some, there, there, there is a lack of the head of comedy right now. Like we don't have anybody yeah. that is the head of comedy. And I remember hearing her on Howard after she would get in trouble and she'd go on and she'd break it down and she'd tell you like why she's not apologizing and all this stuff. And then she'd just go forward. I mean, Joan was the first person to be canceled, right? Like her, like the Tonight Show incident is a yeah. canceling, you know? And she didn't care. She was like, you're not going to take away my livelihood to tell jokes. And I feel like, I don't know. I would have. I would have really been uh, interested to see how how it would have been with like the matriarch still here right now, you know. And it was like losing her would have been awful. Whenever, but but she wasn't done yet. Mm-hmm. Like she was working so much. She was like nonstop, and she was on fire. She was mm-hmm. killing it in all the things that she was doing. She was. By coastal, <laughs> she was flying back and forth. It was, and she was just not done yet, and it, and, and Trump, that and made Trump, it harder. The Trump shit was just starting. Oh man! Oh and my like, god! I mean, God, what a field day, right? Like, it's, right? That, that's the and, and also, I feel like she would have been able to speak to some of these people. Like, I, I was on stage a couple of nights ago and got like kind of like uh, schooled for calling people that didn't uh, take the vaccine like idiots. Oh, and one of the other really? person was like, yeah, because it was like, it was like a podcast. I'm being facetious. Po- on the- <laughs> it was like a politician was on the thing. And she was trying to explain to me that like me calling them idiots is what's keeping them from taking the vaccine because it's like, don't call them idiots. You're like, I blame you. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault that they're not. I blame but, you. <laughs> but like, just, I, I, I just can't imagine what Joan would be doing with this situation. Yeah. You know, and like that, and, and it feels like we don't have that one person that, that would be like, Joe Rogan, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he would listen because if Joan told him to shut the fuck up, You'd be like, well, my bad. You know, and like, you don't have that. And that's- Well, some people are, 
Bill Burr is out there ranting, and he'll yeah, Bill he'll, and Bill's the greatest, and Bill and, Bill is the and Dave Chappelle. You know, you look it up, and you'll find a nice five minutes on Michael Jackson that Joan no, would Dave go. Is, God, yeah. that was good. You know, she yeah. we had we, we had those people. It. You know, we had those people, but she was the the top to me. Oh, her, thank you. You know, like yeah. um. So, Bob, you're going to have to do it, bro. Yeah. I'm working on it. I got a new, I'll be doing a new special and and it's going to ruffle feathers. I just, the thing that's difficult is if you talk to your mom and there, we've been woked. And so we've got the right killing us comedy and we got the hard left killing comedy. So it's, you know, it, there's, there's, it's unfair, but it is what it is where we are, where we're at. And if someone came up to her, and said, I'm a survivor of that joke you just told. And it hurt me. Your mom would be incredibly sensitive about it yep. and might drop the joke, might even drop a joke, which is precious. That's like getting rid of a really nice necklace, yeah. you know, right. a killer yeah. joke. Because, and I'm the same way. I did something that I didn't even know would offend anybody. And and it did. And it was men out of love actually trying to point out about someone transitioning. And uh, and I stopped doing it because I'm not here to hurt people. And right. she wasn't here to hurt people. She was here to say, let's take all of our balls out and just fuck around <laughs> and right. just, just talk, you know. Well, yeah. we just and lost- can we talk? Yeah, yeah, we just lost Derek again, unfortunately, because I wanted to ask him. That's my fault. Writing, you scared him. <laughs> I off think when you off. said you said balls, I saw him. Yeah, when you, apparently the oh, word balls back. frightened Derek. <laughs> Is this my fault that you left, Derek? No, no it's uh, okay. my uh, unpaid uh, internet. I apologize. <laughs> it's just, Derek. I'm quick as question. close as I can to my neighbor. But you're doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, keep stealing the internet. Derek, one last question before we wrap up, because I always think of you. We can't wrap up. I'm lonely. Well, you and I can. You and I'm the one to talk to all of you. This is come on. I know it's like a dinner party. I don't even know you guys, and I'm so excited. Me too. Uh, Because Derek, you know, you know, especially because most people know you from Drunk History, and you're such a prolific writer. As well, I think you're not. That's nice. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. Thank you. <laughs> you are. Um, you are. Because like I'm waiting on a script for me for like five years. I know it's almost finished. It's just my I'm internet. That's my. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> How hard is it these days? And you know, this goes to just the whole woke oh, yeah. thing. To how much do you second guess what's on the page or what's in your head? Never that. I mean, I humbly say, like, oh, you have to do what you find funny. Oh. You can't be happy. He cannot be happy with his internet company. No, no. I'll take over for Derek. Um, Please answer for Derek. I think even what he was saying is yes. He does. Like, uh, and this is all Derek's words, not mine. Of course. Um, Yeah. You can't can't write what you want. You have to write what the audience needs. Right there. So it's like, don't care about your voice. That's second. It's about what you think they're going to want to hear. Let Derek speak for himself. So what Derek is saying. <laughs> hey, Bob, you take over. You take over. <laughs> I, uh, sorry, can you hear me? Uh, I, I, sorry. Uh, yes, I, I agree that you can't guess what someone else is going to find funny, but you can, uh, I find, uh, you know, 
at, you know, in life, we just have to do what we find funny in hopes that others do. And I mean that in a non-selfish way of, you know, when somebody sees something they've never seen, it's like, oh, wow, how'd you come up with that? It's like, oh, that person like thought about it. It's their voice, which is like why when people are like, there's no one like Joan Rivers. It's like, that's the, that's our goal as artists, comedians, anything that we do is that we stand out and we speak from our heart. And when we do that, nobody can touch it. Yeah. I adore all of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to reminisce. She absolutely adored everybody on this panel, oh. except, of course, for Bob, who she always used to tell me uh, to be careful of him. Well, ours was a physical <laughs> thing. It really Bob was. Bird, it, it, it was. Yeah, it was. It was always. And it physical. was always dry humping. Never any, no moisture. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 chemistry when you two were in a room together really it was overwhelming. Literally oh, sparks. Literally sparks from friction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was, we all miss her. And I think a lot of people miss her. And there's only a person like your mom who comes around every hundred years, you know? And I don't think we're going to live another, I don't think the planet, I think it's over. So I wish she was here for the end of it. No, I'm kidding. I'm being optimistic. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> She'd have a lot as long to say. as you don't get vaxxed, you'll live for a hundred years. I agree. And yeah. horse yeah. manure. Why you got to take the horse stuff? Yeah. yeah. The horsey mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, Nay. The, yeah. War, the, worm, the warming medicine. Yeah. Nay? Nay. Yeah, yeah. Nay. <laughs> Nay. Everyone think. <laughs> Thank you so, so Thank you, guys. Much. So nice to oh see God. you. Thank nice you to guys. see all of you. Love you, Melissa. And now, my darling, wonderful, sweet friend, Margaret Cho, decided to reminisce a little. I uh, met Joan Rivers in the 90s. She had come to my show off-Broadway, and then I won an award, and then she was going to present it to me. She had asked to present me the award, and... At the dinner, I remember she had, um, didn't eat any food, but she had these very small mints. And this is before like smints or even Listerine strips. And she had spread them out on the table and she was eating one by one. And she told me about her line of jewelry on QVC and that she was going to send me jewelry. And I said, I don't wear jewelry. And then she turned her back to me and didn't speak to me again for two years. But eventually, we got through it. Um, I love Joan. I miss her all the time. I really loved being on Fashion Police with uh, Melissa and really taking um, things that maybe, you know, Joan might have said. What would Joan say? That would have... Uh, that input, her input now, I wish I would have had... I wish we could have her take on everything um from the pandemic to hurricane ida to uh global warming to everything that's going on um i miss her a lot adam carolla shared some of his thoughts about my mom with me what is your first recollection of my mother probably watching her on tv the tonight show i mean johnny carson tonight show back in the day i know she was on ed sullivan as well what do you think made her funny um well she had a combination of 
energy, delivery, you know, the oh, please, and sort of the catchphrases and a lot of the trappings of comedy with then actual comedy. So a lot of people have a shtick and they have all their here come the judge and, and what you talk about, Willis, and they have all their catchphrases and pomp and circumstance. And there was a lot of that back in the day, especially. Uh, and then there were other guys that just did a straight delivery. But your mom had the jokes of the straight delivery with a lot of the comedic affect as well. So it was kind of, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a big comedy Sunday with a bunch of sprinkles on top of it. So it was like, it was kind of both. It was like the, the catchphrases, the mannerisms, the delivery, and then the material to back it up. She always prided herself on staying current. Do you think, and a lot of people think this, she actually, when you look back, almost can tell that a social history through what she was talking about in the specific times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all comedians want to stay current, but it's a lot of work to stay current because that means you have to write new material constantly. So... Everyone wants to be current, but current's kind of a calorie burner because you have all these jokes of stuff that's X amount of years old and you've committed to memory and it's easy to do and it's like a warm slipper and you don't have to burn so many calories trying to memorize all that's going on and whatever J-Lo is up to this week. So that shows a commitment and a, a caloric comedic burn that most lazy comedians just don't have. What was her importance in the field of comedy? Um, I think she kind of proved two things. Well, three things. You know, being you know being a female still made it okay to be funny. Um, saying whatever you wanted was like kind of always in vogue as a comedian, and at the end. Being a female, saying whatever you wanted and being old and still working your ass off and being relevant and bringing energy and a spirit. So she basically, in in a way, was a kind of a three-sport athlete in that she did some things for the women's movement. Uh, But let's not forget about most people her age were not getting out and doing, you know, hour-long sets with regularity. Uh, and, you know, now we need this more than ever, speaking her mind. 